Yes, people, it is Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff, obviously. This is episode 154 of Griff's Brain Dump. And it's uh, Sunday, Sunday the 12th of Janvier. Uh, I'm now 32 years old. It's my birthday in the week. And to celebrate my birthday, I did nothing on the day. I went to work and then I went football training. Two different sets of football training, sat in traffic in the M25. I asked myself, how would Paul Skull celebrate his birthday? And I thought, yeah, he'd go football training, double session. So that's what I did on my actual birthday. Um, but now, um, what have I done? On Friday, we didn't go out on Friday, it was meant to go out, didn't go out. But we're going out today with the family. Um, so we've got to go and eat. But I think I filled myself up with bread. I played football this morning and we won... 8-4 or 7-4, something ridiculous. It was a friendly. And uh, went, went and had grabbed some lunch with, with, you know, three of my closest friends. And um, I've said I'm going to have a cheese sandwich, cheese and pickle toasted sandwich. Done to fill myself up before my meal with my family. And then I just started nibbling at, at toast. And then I'm having four four slices of, of oh, four, four, four halves, so two slices of toast. So I guess four slices of toast in total, which is quite a lot of toast, pre-meal. Uh, it's just not needed. It's unnecessary. But it's what I did. I lived my life on the edge. And um, that's, that's the kind of wild guy you're listening to. The guy who eats two slices of bread and a sandwich. That, I mean, I know. I know you, you know you know some animals. Living that rock star lifestyle, that's me. Don't, don't hate it's just my truth. Um, <laughs> what's been happening um, this week with me? Um, I still have not graced the stage in 2020. I have not touched stage yet. Um, that'll happen on Monday. That'll be the first time I'll be grabbing the microphone. See how rubbish I am. Um, that's not any kind of self-deprecating thing. It really is. It's a rhythm thing. It's a consistency thing with comedy. If you're not actually gigging... Um, you, you, you get really bad at it. Um, you won't notice there's an audience. You just feel it in yourself as a comedian. It's just that rhythm, that flow of doing stuff. It just it feels all disjointed. It feels forced. You feel like your brain's going, and then that's the end of that joke. Here's the start of this joke. And that's how your brain works. It's horrible. So, got to get back in the rhythm of things. Uh, got to do that. Got to do that. But what else have I done this week? Uh... Nothing. Nothing really this week. Except for got my hair cut yesterday, which is nice. Don't have a quiff anymore. I had this kind of weird Mohican quiff going on. Now I've got my hair shaved. That's another two on the top. And my head looks so flat. Because I ain't got that little peak. So our friend's birthday yesterday. It's her 30th. Uh, which I explained to the ladies. So, you know, it's... Um, it was the boyfriends and husbands of, of the girls. So it's it it my wife's friend. It's her 30th. Um, but I'm, I'm friends with all of their kind of husbands, boyfriends and stuff. So um, and we're trying to, and we're all older than them, I think, except for one. One of them is younger. And we're trying to explain to them that 30 is not old. They were saying that, no, well, it's not old, but it's older than what they were and we said okay cool 
There's, there's some things your body can't do that you used to be able to do. We're like, all right, cool, but it's not old. Stop aging yourself. And it's just that 30. It's that magic number of 30. I think everyone wants to always try to achieve something by 30. 30 is the benchmark, isn't it? You mean have all your life together, your shit together. It's only when you get... Whoa, 30's young. <laughs> I, I'm not married and I don't have a house and I don't have kids and I'm, I'm not earning a million. I haven't made the first million. I was meant to do that by 30. When did you make that plan? When I was 14. I mean, the same, when you're 14, the same way that you thought someone who was 25 was old. You're so old. Oh my God, you're so old. So it's only when you're 30 or past 30. But the flip side of that is you can't keep doing that. You can't keep setting yourself goals. Then you, you know, you go past that age. You go, well, you know, it's not that old. I mean, you still got to work hard towards your goals, but maybe just understand that some of the goals we set are, uh, are you know, are set for youthful eyes, naive eyes, some of those goals we set. So let's not beat ourselves up. But um, what has happened this week? What has happened? The major news. Um, bombshell in the royal family, I guess. That's the big news, isn't it? The, the Sussexes. So, Ari and Meghan are stepping down from their royal duties, and this is causing a big furore across the country, apparently. It's, um, like I said, I always judge the news by my Facebook. I think my Facebook is quite a good cross section of society. You've got people going, Go on, Meghan. Yes, it's racist. This country's racist. Piss off. Everyone can just piss off. I'm with Meghan and Harry. They leave because of the racism. Okay, and then I've got some other camps who are going, well, if they're royal, then, and they're stepping down from their title, then they don't deserve any money. They should be stripped of their titles. If they're stepping down from their royal responsibilities, stripped of their titles. God, do what? Good riddance. Other people are ah, she uh, uh, absolutely dominates him. Poor Harry. He's, he's a hostage in that relationship. I knew it'd go like this. Poor Harry. P.S. I'm not racist. We got that one. Um, and then it's just other things like what was the people said? Uh, Harry's um, Harry's changed because of her. That's another one. It's just it's a mix of things, mix of cross section. Other people's got good riddance. You, they should go do what? Chuck the whole royal family in the bin. That's another um, camp of opinions on my social meds. Um, I'm somewhere in between all of those and the fifth one of not really caring. Um, I guess my view is this. If, if they are stepping down from their royal title, not royal title, their royal responsibilities, um, then I think as taxpayers, we shouldn't have to pay for their defence, their security. Um, I think we had like something like 10 Metropolitan Police officers over in Canada when they were spending their, had an extended trip there. I'd say that. Are they leaving because of racism? Or maybe how Harry's mum was treated? That Those are plausible reasons. They haven't said that. So I'm not going to put that in their mouths. Here's the thing. So some people are saying there's no racism there. Look how bad Diana was treated. Look how bad Fergie was treated. And it's like, okay, cool. Um, because they were treated badly doesn't mean that their motivation to treat Meghan badly isn't racist. So there's that. Um, they haven't said, they haven't cited racism as the reason to leave yet. But if they were to cite it, I would say fair enough. Um, 
Because again, racism isn't that individual thing, is it? Isn't that that, that name calling? I haven't called you a name, so I'm not racist. It's you know, it's the thing of you know, like the, the side by sides of her, how her and Kate were treated. Kate touches her bump when she was pregnant. She lovely touches her bump. Whereas, like, they made that Megan was some kind of like psycho for touching her bump and some attention seeker, some manipulator for touching her bump as a pregnant woman. It's like, what are you talking about right now? Um, I'm not sure if it's pure racism as well. I think a bit of xenophobia. She's American. Um, she's a divorcee. Oh my God, a dishonest woman. You make an honest woman of a lady by marrying her and then she goes and gets divorced. She's dishonest. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if it's that. But she had a quite a long list of achievements before she married Harry. Um, then people reducing it to something sexual, saying, oh my God, you know, her pussy must be immaculate. She's gone completely whipped. Like, again, doesn't really have to be sexual. It could actually just be his decision as well. Just don't know this conversation behind closed doors, but we know what it looks like, and um, and why it looks like that. But I don't know, man. I mean, I don't actually care. Uh, long as, and even if I did have to continue paying for them, what am I going to do? Work out how much I pay in tax. How's that's divided across the national spend, and then remove that naught point naught 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 three of a penny and go I'm not paying that in tax because that's going to the Sussexes for their security no so I'm not going to do that am I so what what is the actual big fuss it's not like you can build up 40 new hospitals by stopping the security of of those guys actually maybe you could let me let me check the numbers I doubt you could there's some people going oh if he's if he's dropping these rural responsibilities then he has no right to uh to prince charles estate because that's royal it's like prince charles is still his dad so as a child if your dad decides he wants to give you money you are entitled to that even if the public don't like that um so you've still got that and then some people joke that charles isn't his dad and maybe it's things like that why harry's just like yeah well fuck you to the press maybe just maybe I know, we don't know, but um, like I said, racism is a plausible explanation, I just don't know if that is the explanation, that's all I'm saying on that, right, what else has been going on in the world here, um, I'm trying to find my notes but something just dropped into my head, Stormzy versus Wiley, the old versus the new, Dark skin versus light skin. Tall versus short. I don't know if Wiley's short, actually. There's no storms. He's very tall. And uh, I, I made it about shades because I don't know. It's just funny. But, um, <laughs> no, it's, yeah, Caribbean versus Africa. What else you want to make it? East London versus South London. Ooh, even bigger. But, they are they are rap beefing, they are grind beefing dubs. That is what they're doing to each other. Uh, Wiley started it, it seems. If we follow the timeline of the beef. 
Wiley seems to start it out of nothing. Um, Wiley seems to have an amazing ability to do that. Um, if I started out of um, Stormzy working with Ed Sheeran, I think that's his main gripe. Work with Ed and feeling like that he's kind of just, you know, borrowed from grime. And that's it. He's not really grime. He doesn't come back and do grime things and doesn't pay homage. Even though Stormzy made a whole track called Wiley Flow to pay homage to Wiley. Wiley said that wasn't really any homage. You can't just use my name. So, you know, it's all big back and forth. And then Wiley released a freestyle called Idiot Skengman. That's his Idiot Skengman. Then Stormzy replied with disappointed. At that stage, it was probably one all. I didn't think there's much between them there. It's just like one all. Um, obviously, people like part of for me, part of like rap beef, and it's all it's all the it's all the it's all the pizzazz around it. It's not just the bars and the flow. What are you doing in the video? What like what truths are you dropping in your in your bars? You know what what revelations? That Pusher versus Drake. Push revealed that he had a kid. That's a big revelation. Boom. Big uppercut. And, you know, so he's how do you reply to those things? And I did like how Stormzy was drinking a cup of tea. And then when Wiley came up, Egypt Skengman 2, which I thought was fantastic. Just as just a grime beat, grime song, just a flow, just energy. Energy, energy, energy. And I thought, whoa. We're getting some good music here. And then Stormzy came out still disappointed. And it was like, oh my God. He gutted him. I thought he absolutely gutted him in that. And then while he was on timelines, all smiling, laughing about it. Going, yeah, you know, two dubs each. That's enough. They wanted 50,000 followers. And then he released Egypt's Gangman 3. And then also... Lisa, another freestyle about something else. And then Wiley's brother, Cadell, released a track called World War 3. And it's just like everyone's just releasing music off the back of this beef. And then it's making me think, are they all in it together? It's as plausible as they're in it together as it's as plausible as they're not. It's so those. But I'm, I'm loving the music. Now, one of the questions is, should mums be off, off the table when beefing? Um, Wiley threatened to snatch snatch her Stormzy mum's uh, weave off her head in Croydon Market be specific so hopefully there's police coverage in Croydon Market <laughs> I really believe like the Metro they wrote an article about it I think they actually believe Wiley is walking around Croydon Market looking for Stormzy's mum um, I'm going to let them know uh, I don't think he is so don't waste your time Hang around there, guys. And then Stormzy revealed that Wiley's mum was in, in Cyprus because of, uh, of the danger Wiley brought to her house. And Stormzy offered to make love to Wiley's mum. Uh, Wiley is in his 40s, so I could only guess, mid-40s to late 40s, I could only guess that his mum is in her 60s. And if that is what Stormzy wants to do, I'm not judging. Um, age is uh, age is nothing but a number. 
if the lower number is a legal number, obviously. R. Kelly, don't try it. Um, so, I'm just saying, it's, it's got a bit odd to talk about mums. Should it be off bounds in, 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 a, in a lyrical beef? When, when it's on wax? No, I don't think it should. You can say whatever you want. The other person retort. I just, all I'm saying is, is when you say it, you've said it now. And will you be able to look yourself in the eye in five years' time, ten years' time, when you said what you're going to do to someone's mum? Like, imagine now you make friends and now you have to sit opposite them at a dinner table. And then, you know, someone's messing around on their phone. They drop their phone. They accidentally press play as they try to grab the screen. Screen breaks. And there's your dub just playing full volume. And they're trying to turn it off, but the screen's broken. Can't turn it off. And there's you saying about you're going to shank their dad and bang their mum. And they're both sat there opposite you across the table. And you're like, ah, you know, this was seven years ago. So I don't really mean that. Can we still be friends? Friends? Exactly. It's not good. Not good. But I guess when you're in beef, you're not really thinking about, maybe we could be friends after this. You're going at people's necks, right? Yes, you are. Um, what else is going on in the world? You've got Jeffrey Epstein. Um, is it Epstein or Epstein? There's apparently a thing. If, if you pronounce one the wrong way, it's like, it's offensive. I don't know. Uh, I'm not trying to offend people accidentally. I'll offend someone on purpose, but never accidentally. Um, that's just rude. Epstein pronunciation. Um, what pet, so what does it mean? Called Ep, what? Epstein. Epstein, who's your, how do you pronounce the name? Epstein, born on Friday. Jews on Twitter seem outraged, yeah. Is this rollonfriday.com? Probably depends on whether or not you are an anti-Semite. Saying it normally hardly makes it sound more Anglo-Saxon. Agree, it was weird though. What? I think people were offended. So what, how do you... Explanation in full here. Call someone, please. Explain. Sorry guys, this isn't great content, but... Let's see. The latest instalment of the Corbyn anti-Jewish racism saga sent me down an awful epic route. Why exactly is Jewish Twitter so up in arms about the pronunciation of Epstein as Epstein rather than Epstein? Why was I so shocked when he said it last night? A Fred one. First, a rider. This is obviously not about Epstein's post posthumous rights to correct pronunciation. He lost those rights when he committed his crimes. Two, no, the reason we care is because even in his primetime moment, Corbyn's attempt to put his past behind him and sell himself as a prime ministerial, he just can't help himself inserting a subtle racist dig at the British Jewish watching. When he mispronounces it as Epstein, no, it's Epstein, sorry, it's Epstein, 
traditional German Jewish pronunciation rather than the Americanized Epstein that we're all used to. Every Jew watching heard the jibe. Hear him otherwise Epstein and emphasize his foreignness, his Jewishness. There's no way Corbyn doesn't know that Epstein doesn't pronounce it that way. He's been subject to rolling news coverage. Um, what? Alright, so... Apparently, pronouncing his name in the traditional way his name is spelt. Is... What? Right, so him pronouncing it in that way, which is the traditional way of how it's meant to be pronounced, made him accused of being anti an anti-Semite because it's othering people. I, I'm so confused by that. Albert Einstein? Um, it's not Albert Einstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, boy. What a fucking minefield. Jeez, how about... I'll just ask people how they want their name pronounced. I'll pronounce it that way. But anyway, that isn't what I was talking about. We was going to talk about... Um, Jeffrey Epstein's cell footage. Right, so if you don't know Jeffrey Epstein, he died in prison. Did he kill himself? Was he killed? Uh, apparently he killed himself, right? But um, he was shot in the back of the head. Well, look what's happened, people. Jeffrey Epstein, jail CCTV erased by technical errors. Oh. So if I press delete and it says, are you sure you want to delete this video? And I say, yes. Will that delete the video? Yes. Whoops, I just did it. Yes, yeah, so there's this video from disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein um first suspected suicide attempt was destroyed by accident prosecutors said u.s prosecutors say the jail mistakenly saved footage from the wrong cell jesus christ so that is mad so yeah so if you don't know yes yeah, so the conspiracy theories spread around that he killed he they didn't kill himself he was actually murdered um Three shots to the back of the head. It's what someone said um, was found in his body. And it's a fake suicide. And um, there's also rumours that he had, you know, they tried to kill himself before. So that kind of sides on him uh, not killing him. Um, actually committed suicide, but the injuries that he was meant to have had when he did finally die were consistent with suicide. From what I've, from what I've heard and half red now i try not to be a conspiracy theorist not because i don't think they're um they're valid i think a lot of times people conspire to to hide the truth it happens all the time if you've worked in any kind of big business it's literally what you do every other day <laughs> someone fucks up uh, you all get your story straight and you don't lie but you don't tell the truth exactly with all the details and you kind of you know, obscure, 
obsificate, obsificate, I can't remember the word, obsificate, obsific, obstruct, you just obstruct the truth, really, that's what you do, I don't know if that's actually what happened, but it's pl- that's plausible to me, so I don't think that's ridiculous, I don't think that's ridiculous, but, um, but I'll try not to jump on conspiracy theories, because it can be distracting from the actual bigger issue at hand anyway, um, the more straightforward issue, but when you're tackling the conspiracy, then it's just like, ah, oh, well, you get distracted and bogged down in that. So the bigger issue, Epstein, is he financed loads of celebrities currently running around. They're, they're criminal, they're sexual and criminal ways. They're criminally sexual ways. It was islands of underage girls. But if we're going to get bogged down whether he killed himself or not, we're probably going to use up all our energy and not actually deal with the fact that this guy financed sexual assault and sex trafficking of young girls. See what I mean? Like, we just get distracted by these conspiracy theories. So, let's just deal with that. Those are actual facts. So, that's, that's what I'll say about that. Um, right, what else? I've got one last thing. Cadets driver was sentenced... Um, I didn't know he was actually alive. So Rafa Cadet, he died earlier on. I say earlier in the year, last year, and um, it was just strange because I actually had met Cadet probably about a month before that. Um, and like everyone says, he meets him just a lovely guy. Sounds so cliche because he's dead, but actually was just a lovely guy. Uh, we was at an audition for uh, an advert um, for a big beverage company. We was both auditioning. And um, I remember just there, just chatting away with everyone. And I forget that someone who has a profile is just a normal person. So when we was chatting and, I, and you know, we was just having a laugh and I made him laugh and he made... We laugh in a chat and he goes, oh, what's your Instagram? And stuff. And he said, oh, your mind's like, call me cadet. And I was like, okay, I, I already follow you. And then that was it. That wasn't it. I didn't say I already follow you. I said, oh, my Instagram's this. And he found me. And he went, oh, rah, you already follow me. And I was like, bro, you're cadet. That's what I was thinking in my head. It's like, you're cadet. And he was like, oh, safe. Like, he was so shocked and humbled that I followed him. I was like, I'm no one. But in his mind, he's no one. He's just cadet. He's just sort of guy who wants to rap. So, so when he died, it was I, I, I felt touched by his death because I actually met the guy. Um, whereas I don't always feel that when you know like like Nipsey when Nipsey Hussle died, like I get the outpouring of love because the guy what he's doing for community. But I didn't know the guy. I never met him. Um, I mean, I didn't even know cadet. But it's just like, because it was nearer to home, whereas America just seems a bit far away. So when someone dies, it's like, oh shit, it's a big name celebrity that's died, but you don't know them. Whereas when it's the one of the guys who are in the in the scene, because comedy and music are so closely linked that you will cross paths. And plus, obviously, I used to work in radio, so I cross paths with these rappers and singers and stuff, and we end up at events together. And that's it. It just works out like that sometimes. So, yeah, that was mad. But his driver's been sentenced for four to four years in prison. Um, 
Yes, the driver who was behind the van that ploughed into Rapper Cadet's car um, has been jailed for four years and eight months. Jeez. Um, the guy's only 23. Jesus Christ. So I'm not sure. Um, I didn't know that was the details of the crash. Didn't know a car hit. Um, their car. He was drunk. Yes, six pints. And he admitted to feeling slightly drunk. Jesus Christ. So he reached speeds of 69 miles per hour and was caught on CCTV on the wrong side of the road for a few hundred metres before the crash. Oh, dear. So, yeah, it's such a tragic waste of life. Um... Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's just terrible. As I said, was, I'm not sure if the driver of, of the Uber was. Was. Um, was, um, was also killed as well. But. You know. I guess that's the only kind of solid you can get. If, if a crime's actually happened, get someone in your family. You can't bring. You can't bring them back. So, I just feel like the, the sentencing of whoever's done it, it feels like such a hollow victory. It feels hollow, because you just can't bring them back, man. I just, just I'm, I don't know. So any kind of crime that happens to you or yours. But then I guess it hurts if the sent if they don't get that sentencing either. And they let walk free. That's the thing about the justice system, isn't it? It's like at some crimes, a prison sentence is fine. Like if you steal money from me, give me my money back, and actually I don't really care. I mean, that's why in Spain, like when they do tax evasion, it's just pay back the money you owe for the tax, and we're not going to put you in prison because you're going to have to carry on working to make that money back to pay us. Not to chuck you in prison. So is there, there's the, the restorative measures that make sense when it's financial crimes. It's quite easy to do. But when it's like a crime where it's like physical and it's violent or it's murder or it's death, it's like, I don't want to murder someone in their family. That's not going to make me feel better. I mean, it feels like if there was a way of bringing someone back from the dead, it's like, yeah, well, your family has to pay for the cost of that. That's that's the nearest we could get to it, but Jesus Christ, it's just not, it's just hollow, absolutely hollow. Um, if there's anything lighter I can bring it up before I get on to Dear Deirdre, he feels a bit mad just jumping to Dear Deirdre after talking about that, but um, I think that's what I'm gonna do because I have nothing else to talk about, all right? So, I don't think there's anything trending on Twitter. Love Island's back this week. How about that? Um, what else is going on? Anything else trending? Oops, something went wrong. Anything trending on Twitter? Bournemouth, Watford, Swansea. Kiss of Ginger Day. Festival of Brexit. Yeah, that's happening, isn't it? Still Sunday thoughts. Andy Dufresne's, what is happening in Shawshank Redemption? 
So, no, nothing that's making me go, oh, I need to see what's going on there. Why is this person trending? No, nothing. All right, cool. Let's get on to... Dear Deirdre, let's get on to that. All right. Then we'll wrap up the pod. I don't know how long I've been talking for. How long have I been talking for? 32 minutes. All right. Let's get Dear Deirdre. Don't to drag this out. We'll do three. Okay. I think these first three are pretty good. Dear Deirdre, I feel so ashamed after having drunk sex in the cupboard with a married colleague. Are you ashamed about the sex with the colleague that they're married or that it was in a cupboard? Let's find out. I can't believe how I've behaved, but I had sex in a hotel cupboard. Do you know there's rooms in the hotel? You could have gone into a bedroom and had sex let's see sex (laughs) you can't believe um how i behaved but i had sex in a hotel cupboard with a married colleague after getting drunk at our work christmas party the party was at a posh hotel in town this colleague and i've always shared a joke and a laugh we would flirt a bit but nothing serious as he is married he's 33 married with two kids while i got married last year e i'm 29 my husband's 31 um, until this happened, I thought we had great marriage. Um, there was unlimited Prosecco. Jeez, um, at the party. Um, and it went to my head. This colleague and I started dance together when the disco got going. Our dancing got sexier and we got more drunk. Then he said, let's find somewhere private. See, so... There's certain steps here. There's always steps. Um, Do you know the jokes and the flirting? I guess you can get away with that. But it's things if you know you've got control of those things. Because sometimes just joking between people of the opposite sex comes across as flirting anyway. You know what I mean? Like. It could just come across as flirting anyway. So, but you know, that's in the office, it's in a safe environment. You know, you can't go anywhere. So, you feel safe to flirt. The parameters are there, the safety mechanisms are there. There, you're getting drunk. Now, you're dancing with each other. Now, I would think that part of you would go, let's not dance like this in front of other people. If you like, like let me just, let's just be a bit like a scumbag, right? I wouldn't dance, you wouldn't dance like that in front of other people because then people would talk about how you're dancing. Then that creates a rumour anyway. Whether you wanted to do something or didn't want to do something, just dancing, sexually or not, if you're dancing all up close with each other. Yeah, if you're just dancing around each other, not not a problem. But dancing all sexy, like you know it's going to create a rumour and then you're going to then try and go off somewhere private after. Like the rumour's there in the air already. So I guess once you're at this point and you're drunk, you might as well go, oh, do I might as well. Now, one person will be driving this. Another person will just be following. Both culpable, but one's driving, one's following. Let me find out what's going on here. Uh, so I danced, got sexier, and we got more drunk. Then he said, let's find someone private. Right, this is a bit worse. One of you's got to go, nah. One of you just goes, nah. That's when it drops off there and there. You sober up. Someone's phone rings. <laughs> It's, uh, it's one of your spouses. Then you go, yeah, actually, yeah. I'm going to go home. That's what you do. 
But no, what happens here? We weren't staying at the hotel, but we went up a floor in a lift, pretending to look for the loose, and found an open door into a cupboard with all the bedding. That is wild. We snogged and had sex. It was the most fun I've had in ages. The guy got me an Uber home. I couldn't stop thinking about him, though I expected that would be the end of it. The first day back at work after New Year, he said, you're irresistible. My wife is at her mum's with the kids. Come to ours for a pizza after work. This guy is like the milk tray man. Except for the milk tray is a Domino's. <laughs> oh, dear. We'll come around my house for a pizza. How old are you? 14. I told my husband I had to work late. Oh, God. You're fully having an affair. It's that one there. I could not empathise with, with you know, being intoxicated and you're not controlling yourself and not thinking straight. I could empathise with that. I'm not saying you should do that, but you know, humans are humans. You have your desires, and you got you got to be better than your desires in life, isn't it? Whether you're religious or not, like every kind of philosophy tells you to be better than your desires. That's one thing. But you've lost control of that when you've had, when you're intoxicated. But to premeditate and go, right, I'm going out and this person's out and I'm going to lie to this person so I'm here and I'm there. There's, there's got to be something in your brain that goes, oh, I shouldn't do this. But Jesus Christ. I told my husband I had to work late and we had amazing sex again but he hasn't spoken to me since and I'm dying inside I feel like I can no longer be happy with my husband because of what I've done yeah that's right I don't want to break his heart plus my family and his family would all hate me mm -hmm. if we split up I wouldn't want to admit um, I've cheated because then my colleague's wife might find out if I don't split up with my husband I feel like I'm co-signing both of us to a lifetime of lies and deceit uh, we have been talking about starting a family together, but if he finds out what I did, it would be totally unfair on the child. I brought all of this on myself. I don't know what to do. And this is what I've said on previous podcasts. You now have to sit in this. See, see all this anguish you've caused yourself by behaving like this. You could have avoided this when he said, do you want to go somewhere private? You go, no. When he said, do you want to come around for pizza? You go, no. But you doubled down on your mistake and now you're just left there going, I don't know if I can tell my husband, I can't leave him. Am I going to blow up two marriages? Am I going to blow up one? See? That's what I mean. Don't tell your husband, though. Don't tell your husband. Women scorned is one thing, yeah? A man scorned, ah. A woman scorned will key your car. A man scorned might start like a world war or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? He might shoot up a school. He'll go on a madness. So don't 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 tell him for the rest of us, alright? You just gotta firm it and you gotta decide whether you wanna be with him or not, but you don't tell him. That's all I'm saying. So I don't want him shooting up a, sh a shopping centre. Okay. Geico Dilemma. I offered my mate's ex a shoulder to cry on and now I've fallen for her. See, what are you doing, bruv? She ain't your friend. I don't know how this has happened. Please explain how you've ended up being the shoulder to cry on. Has she not got friends? Tell me! 
I've fallen in love with my mate's ex and I don't know what to do. I'm 26, while my mate and his ex are both 25. They split up just after Christmas. Okay, don't see how you're talking to her. Let's carry on. The breakup was bad. It was bad. So bad. So you shouldn't be talking to her. Um, I know she was left feeling heartbroken. I think he cheated on her a few times, but I don't know any details. Lies. You were there. Um, I met her a few times when they were still together and had a bit of a crush on her, but I looked her up on Facebook after they broke up. You are just a scumbag. Fuck off. Um, I thought she might need a shoulder to cry. Fuck off. Um, we have been chatting for hours every day since. Fuck off. I know, I now feel like I'm in love with her, but I don't know what to do. You know, you're not in love with her, mate. It's forbidden fruit. And forbidden fruit smells nice, looks nice. Smells nice, looks nice. May even taste nice. Feels nice. Sounds nice. <laughs> But the nutritional value of forbidden fruit is not is, is not great. It's not part of your five a day. Don't have the forbidden fruit. Don't have it, mate. You might choke on a seed or a stone. Yeah? Don't. Just don't. Just don't. Here's a question. Ask your mate if you can talk to her. And here's the two things that happen. You'll say no. And then you're going to decide whether you're going to be a prick and do it anyway. And you know you're going to lose all your friends. Or you'll say yes. And I'll bet you she won't be as appealing. I see guys, oh boy, if you want to do, fine, talk to her. She's a bit of a dick, but yeah, fine. Have my blessing. Just don't come crying to me when you've had enough of her. Then we're going to do then. What are you going to do then? Are you actually that interested in her then? Probably not. Right. Um, next one. Uh, which one should I go for? Grief, guilt? No. Well, that's mad. Oof. Ooh, let's go for this one because it just sounds a bit nuts. Jealous fella. My boyfriend accused me of having sex in a pub as I'd been in Lou too long. Wow. My boyfriend accused me of having sex with a man in the toilets at our local pub because I'd been in there for longer than usual. He's so jealous. I'm afraid when my phone rings. Um, he's so jealous. I'm afraid when my phone rings, though it's usually just my sister calling me. Um, I'm 26, my boyfriend is 39, we have been together for 6 months, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with age gaps, but that age gap there, 13 years, it's like, you're in different stages of your life, and like, you know, he should have got all that bullshit out of him, and probably women his own age ain't, ain't tolerating any of that nonsense, so you go with someone younger who can control a bit, that's mad, um, we've been together for 6 months, um, when we met, he admitted he had a drink problem, but said he'd given up, so this is... It all starts being long, innit? And someone's got problems and they haven't dealt with them properly. He's since gone back on it big time. Yep. He says it's my fault for stressing him out. This guy doesn't even take any responsibility. He's not accountable for his issue. So this goes to spiral. He steals my phone and calls any male contact. Um, though they are all family. He's abusive about me. 
to others, pins me down and lifts my clothes to check for love bites, though there are never are any. Okay, what what is the upside of being with this guy? He threatened to lock me in his flat and hide my phone. I'm so scared. The littlest things trigger me. Get the fuck out. Go. Go. Here's what you do, though. You don't tell him you're leaving. I see this in TV shows too much. You don't tell him you're leaving. You just one day when he's at work, you get, you pay whatever cost you need to pay. You get whatever friends you can and you get all your shit out. Get all your shit out. Okay. And then you tell him, I am going. I am gone. This is over. Good luck with your drinking, but I don't need to be a part of this. This is crazy. And then he'll beg you back. And I think with this kind of situation, just fucking block him. Just block him. Just block him. Unless you, and if you're scared they're going to do something um, after, then you got to let the police know. Let's let that log be in there. Let the police know. If he ends up around you, if he ends up near your house, just let the police know. If you're a white woman, then you, you may be okay with this one. <laughs> no, I, don't, I won't actually make it a racist thing. Because I know that some women, regardless of race, have some fucking nutty dudes out there. Who police and stuff just don't believe they're in danger. So I won't make a flippant joke about race on this one. But, yeah, I'll say call the police. Let the police know. Let them have a log of it. And that's it. But get, get the hell out. Please get the hell out. Right. I think that's the end of the pod. I've been on there for 45 minutes. Uh, my wife probably may think I'm dead. So I should go home. I'll just sit in the car outside. And I should go in and let her know I'm alive. Okay. That's the end of the pod. I'll speak to you next week. Uh, what am I doing this week? Gigging. Gigging South Kensington. Comedy Club. Shout out to Ashley Gorman. He's running an amazing thing down there. So... Get down there, should be good. All right, that's the end of the pod. Peace, see ya.